0: It's so nice to see you all. It was so nice to see uh, um, a whole group of people um, on Thursday and today for our time of prayer this morning. Uh, So young people, I want to share with you a couple of passages, okay? Before we go into our uh, into our um, um, morning time of meditation on God's word, this is also meditating along with you. The two passages that I want to bring before you. Along with your parents, um, one is from Deuteronomy chapter seventeen. Deuteronomy chapter seventeen, and and this is something that God says to all um, uh, the people who would want to become kings and who are being coronated as kings. So kings were coronated when they were eight years old, like Josiah. Some were eighteen years old, and so there was a range of of uh, Of people that became kings, here's what God says to them. He says, When the king, whatever age it is, takes the throne of his kingdom, that's Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse 18, he is to write for himself a scroll on a scroll, a copy of the Torah, the Bible. So that's the first thing write for yourself verses from the Bible in your journals taken from the book of the laws in the bible it is to be with him or her he or she is to read it all the days of his life or her life so first write down verses from the bible secondly read it every day read those verses that you made note cards out of That's important to keep note cards and journals that he or she may learn to truly revere the Lord your God and follow carefully all the words of this Bible. And when you do this, then you don't consider yourself. It says not to consider himself or herself better than others but to turn and not to turn from the Bible to the left hand or to the right hand. So first of all, write for yourself verses from the Bible, read it every day. And then as you read it every day, you you will then learn to revere God and God will be central in your life and things will be okay. That's something that, that is given to one of the first people that is recorded from the handing off of the baton from one person to another, because that's what graduation is, where when a person by the name of Moses was handing over the baton to Joshua, he this is what it says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. You're going to go into the next grade. You're gonna go into college. You're going to go into all kinds of different situations. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the Bible given to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And that's the secret of success. You know, it's not the world kind of success, but it's walking with God, knowing God in your life. So do that would you write for yourself biblical verses on note cards and carry them with you and read them every day read them every day so that you will learn to know God in your life every day so will you do that will you do that i'm going to begin by just blessing you right now okay in the in the hebrew blessing from the book of numbers so Lord, I pray for our young people as they go to the next grade and as they go into uh, the next stage of their life, whether it be eighth grade or it be high school or it be um, uh, um, a college, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that your presence would go with them, that you would keep them, that you would make your face shine upon them and be gracious to them that they may know your peace, no matter what they experience in the future. And so in these ancient, in this ancient melody graduates, here is your blessing. Ya <laughs> Ya Go in this and may the peace of God go with you in the next stage of your life. Amen. Amen. Well, I noticed that there are uh, quite quite a number of things that you have been saying in the chat room. And uh, I'm so thankful for our, ch- for our church community. So thankful for those of you who came together for this time of prayer this morning. So crucial. It was so deep and so powerful because you shared your hearts. And that is what is so beautiful about Redeemer Life, where we come together and we engage with you know, things that are beyond our understanding many times and uh, just call upon God. Um, uh, I know some of you are really young and, and you, you probably are not following news as much as your parents are, but, but we are going through a rough time racially and uh, uh, coronavirus, there is uh, things that, are, that we still need to be worried about. You know, coronavirus has not gone away. There is um, not so good news that we are hearing from uh, from surrounding areas, from Chicago, from New York, from uh, from, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and at the same time, there's also this uh, pandemic called the racial virus. So there is the pandemic of the coronavirus, and then there is the pandemic of racial virus, On Thursday, when we came together for prayer, um, our uh, friend who is uh, the director of uh, of racial reconciliation and racial justice, uh, Dominique Dominique Gilliard, Dominique Gilliard shared with us a number of things and we prayed about it, we discussed. One of the things we talked about is this book called uh, Just Mercy, Just Mercy. I would encourage you to read it uh, I was watching um, uh, the, uh, the video production of this book, um, uh, and it's so powerful. I was in tears because uh, I've been to the place where the Equal Justice Initiative that was established by this amazing man of God uh, was initiated, and, and I met with some of the, uh, the African-American people who were wrongfully convicted and how he was able to get them out of, out of prison. So I would encourage us, uh, encourage us to watch that, but, but more importantly, I think, encourage us to read this book, Just Mercy, Just Mercy. This, so there's a pandemic of, of racial virus in our country. There's violence, there's racial vi- virus. There's also a pandemic of coronavirus. Now, here's, the, here's something I wanna bring before you. The word pandemic comes from, from Greek. You know, if you watch my big fat Greek wedding, you will hear that, that sentence over and over again. Everything comes from Greek, everything comes from Greek, including the New Testament, comes from Greek. Um, so what does the word pandemic mean? The word pan in, in, Greek, in Greek means everybody. And the word, demic the word demic uh, demus uh comes from the word the family and here's the deal i know that the word pandemic uh, conjures up wrong notions bad notions in our mind but really the word pandemic is a good word and it means we are all a family the whole world No matter what your race is, you may be black, you may be brown, you may be whatever color or white, whatever color it is, we are all a family. And so I would want to say that we're going to begin this new series of of sermons uh, from the Bible, specifically from the book of luke and acts because luke and acts are two books that go together i would suggest that as we read these two books we are talking about not a pandemic of coronavirus not a pandemic of racial virus but we are talking about a pandemic of paracletos hagios pneumatos now that's a bunch of words in greek right but it goes together it's a pandemic of Paracletos, the word Paracletos means comforter, which Jesus promised right in the midst of the Bible came to people right in the midst of a lot of crises, a lot of crises, all the way from the beginning in time when when um, when uh, there is Adam and Eve, we were in moment of crises to the Book of Exodus, where the people of God were enslaved in Egypt. to, to 722 BC when the Assyrians destroyed the people of God. These people came from outside to the Babylonians who destroyed the temple in 587 BC, destroyed Jerusalem. And so right through history, the people of God have been pillaged and destroyed by all kinds of people. But right in the midst of that, Jesus says to the people, I'm going, I'm going. But when I go, I will ask the father and he will give you another paracletos. And that paracletos comes. You find that in John chapter 14, in John chapter 15, where Jesus says, I will send you the paracletos. Why? Because in the world, there's a lot of, fear and angst and crises and depression and one thing leads to the next and every time you listen to the news you find one bad news after another but right in the midst of that jesus says i will send you the paracletos and then of course in the book of acts you find that the paracletos comes The Holy Spirit comes upon the people, and then different people are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so powerful. We we talked about that in the last three Sundays. Now, I want to introduce you to a person who is mentioned in in the book of Acts chapter 4, and his name is Barnabas, Barnabas, which says in Acts chapter 4 and verse 36, if you have it, you may turn to it. It says, His name means the son of Paracletos. Now, interestingly, his name is Barnabas, Barnabas, which means the son of the prophet. He was a prophetic person, and yet he was a person who brought comfort. And I think that is the mission of the church. That is the mission of Redeemer Life Church that we are supposed to be the carriers of the paracleto. So I wanna go back to the theme of, that I wanna preach about today in the coming days, coming weeks, that we have to be not, there is not a pandemic of coronavirus. Yes, there is, but that is not the message. But right in the midst of that, there is a pandemic of racial virus also. And we need to acknowledge that right in the midst of that, we have to bring about a pandemic of the comforter and reconciler, the Holy Spirit. We have to bring about a pandemic of parakletos, hagios, punamatos, the pandemic of the comforter and reconciler, the Holy Spirit. So are you ready for that? Rima Life? That is our gospel. And I'll be going through seven sections in the the book of Luke. I'll be going through sections like like we'll be talking about today. The Holy Spirit that comes and incarnates the Messiah among a group of people who are suffering. We'll talk about that today. And then it, it talks about the Holy Spirit in the waters of baptism and in the wilderness. We'll talk about that. In Luke chapter 3 and 4. And then later on in Luke chapter 4, we'll talk about the Holy Spirit and the mission of Jesus. How does he find his mission in life? If we want to do that in Luke chapter 4. Later on, we'll talk about the Holy Spirit encountering unclean and unholy spirits and viruses and overcoming them. Jesus overcomes all these things through the holy spirit then we'll talk about the holy spirit and little children where jesus says become like little children because they know how to really listen to the voice of the holy spirit we'll talk about that later on as the series goes on and then we'll talk about the holy spirit uh, in, in is yours for the asking is for everyone it's not for just a few people here and there, a few special holy people, but it's for everybody, irrespective of caste, color, and race. And then we'll talk about the Holy Spirit and persecution. Persecution will happen, but right when it happens, you can understand and you can know for sure that the Holy Spirit will come and be your comforter, be your guide. And then eighthly, we'll talk about the Holy Spirit and crucifixion. That's the very last thing that Jesus said, right? As he was full of the Holy Spirit, hanging on the cross, he says, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. So we'll go through a journey of the Holy Spirit in the book of Luke. Then we go through a journey of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, where Often we'll find the Holy Spirit comes and empowers the weak. Firstly, empowers the weak. The Holy Spirit gives the mission to God's people. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit gives boldness to the weak and suffering. In Acts chapter 4, the Holy Spirit is a source of wisdom and guidance to the early leadership of the church. In in Acts chapter 6, In Acts chapter 7, the Holy Spirit is a spirit that stands alongside those people who are martyred in Acts chapter 7. In Acts chapter 9, we'll talk about how the Holy Spirit gives uh, authority and and enables the church to stand up in the midst, midst of persecution. And then we'll talk about the Holy Spirit and missions to the ends of the earth in other chapters in the book of Acts. So get ready for this journey because my sense is that we need to be caught up in the movement of the Holy Spirit right in the midst of a pandemic, right in the midst of a horrible pandemic, whether it be the pandemic of the coronavirus or it be the pandemic of the racial virus, you and I are supposed to be carrying a message of the pandemic of the paracletos hagios but pneumatos the message of the pandemic of the holy spirit that brings about healing and reconciliation so let's begin with with act with luke chapter 1 are you ready for this journey luke chapter 1 luke chapter 1 is a powerful chapter where it begins the the narrative of the life of Jesus. And here's what it says. In Luke chapter one, if you have your Bibles, you know, kids, if you have your adventure, study Bible in the new international revised reader's version or, or the new international version, whatever Bible you have. If you turn there, it talks about this time when the Holy Spirit comes. And the Holy Spirit comes upon People who are weak. It it mentions in Luke chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, In the time of King Herod of Judea, who is very evil to the people, there were Romans ruling and they were doing horrible things to poor people. Usually, when people are in power, they take advantage of people who are weak and do horrible things to people who are weak. And that's what happens here in Luke chapter 1. During the time of of Herod, uh, the king, there is a person by the name of Zechariah and he belonged to the priestly division. He, He was a very devout person. His wife's name was Elizabeth and both of them were descendants of Moses and Aaron. And then it goes on to say, but they were childless. Why? Because Elizabeth was barren. So here's what happens. The spirit of God always comes when there is the context of barrenness and all kinds of inadequacies, all kinds of handicaps, whether it be individual or it be social or it be economic or it be a racial, whatever it is. When people are weak, then people take advantage of them in all sorts of ways. When people have handicaps, whether it be economic handicaps, physical handicaps, racial handicaps, whatever it is, people take advantage of them. This has happened throughout the history of humankind, but always know this, that that is when the spirit of God descends. That is when the spirit of God descends and, and descends in the form of, it says the angel of the Lord spoke to Zechariah. Notice also this. It also says that Zechariah was just going about doing his regular work. So secondly, the spirit of the God, the, the movement of the spirit of God happens in everyday work of human beings that's what we need to say as we go back to work or or as we're going about our daily walks of life every day we need to say holy spirit what are you going to say to me today i'm just going doing about my you know um uh, nitty gritty details of the work but Holy Spirit descend right in the midst of this because you bring about healing, you bring about a pandemic of healing, and I want to see that happen in my workplace. The movement of the Holy Spirit happens in everyday work of people who are truly seeking a movement of the Spirit of God. Notice thirdly, the movement of the spirit in the life of Zechariah, it goes on to say, happens uh, when the angel of the Lord appears to him. Now the word, angel of the Lord, the phrase is often used in the Old Testament. And whenever it's used, it's used of, of of God descending in a powerful way. And that's powerful. That's amazing. It's initiated by an encounter with the presence of god where in our everyday area of work we think it's only sundays right it's only when we come for worship wrong god can encounter us right in our mundane work and god always does encounter us in our mundane work think about moses You know, he was there just taking care of the the sheep and the cattle of his father-in-law. Quite a mundane work, right? But the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And the angel of the Lord commissioned him. So your prayer and my prayer is to see the movement of God initiated by this encounter with the presence of God. And we need that. Goodness knows. In our society where there's so much happening, we need a movement of the Spirit of God. And we need to pray, God, just like you encountered Moses, just like you encountered Isaiah, just like you encountered Zechariah here in Luke chapter 1. Encounter, I want to encounter you, Lord. That should be our prayer. And then notice what happens. You know, whenever encounter with God happens, we always notice that the people are afraid. If you and I are excited by going to church, there's something wrong with that. We want to only sing joyful songs, right? We want to sing songs of joy, want to jump around because that's what society tells us worship is. Worship is encountering God so that we are in all of the presence of God. Isaiah, when he encountered God, it says he was afraid and he says, I have seen the worship of God. I have seen the presence of God and I know that I'm a person of unclean tongue, unclean lips. That is when we truly encounter God an encounter with God is a movement of the spirit that first elicits an emotion of fear. And that's okay. Because here's the secret. We are so fearful and so much in angst about all that is going on in society, right? And rightly so. We're scared of this this horrible virus called the coronavirus and the illness and COVID-19. We're so scared of racial tension in our country. We're so scared of global things happening all over. And it's okay to be scared. But do you know what's the antidote to that? The antidote to that is an encounter with God. And that encounter elicits a response of fear and therein lies healing. Because that's when we realize that our God is so great. He is so great. He is so mighty. He is so awesome. And then we fall down and there's this mixture of fear and reverence in the presence of God. And that's where healing lies. It's a good thing. The movement of the Holy Spirit should Elicit emotion of fear. Look at it fifthly. The movement of the Holy Spirit then takes on the experience of the next thing that happens in uh, Zechariah's life. It says that the, the, the angel of the Lord says to him in verse 13 of chapter 1. Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will call him the grace of the lord yohanan john that's what it means she will experience grace you will experience grace and this is going to be by a movement of the holy spirit and so zachariah and elizabeth experience the presence of god he's also told that this child will be a nazarite just like just like samuel you have to train this child not to be dependent on Uh, on wine or drugs or anything like that because that takes away dependence from the Lord and that's what it does in our society too right there's too many people who are dependent on drugs and hard liquor and dependent on all kinds of other things because they want to be dependent on those things rather than dependence on God and that's why John was trained by his parents to be dependent on God. Something that we as parents have to remember. You know, there's too many crutches that society gives us. And many times we give our children crutches as well. But God says to Zechariah, Zechariah, you want your son to be Someone who would listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, teach your son not to be dependent on other things, but dependent on me and me alone. Too many people are dependent on all kinds of other things. We have our crutches, isn't it? All of us do. And then, of course, the movement of the Holy Spirit goes on further. And that scene in the life of the next person to whom the angel of the lord appears and i'm fast forwarding here to luke chapter 1 and verse 26 where in the sixth month of elizabeth's pregnancy god sent the angel gabriel to nazareth so this time it is this time it's mary and it's so beautiful because it says that this virgin And in those days, you know, there were people, the Roman soldiers were doing bad things. And so you really didn't find virgins in in those far-flung areas. But it's so powerful that the Spirit of God moves in a powerful way. And there's one girl whose name is Mary. And the word Mary means suffering. She was there. The angel of the Lord appeared to her. And the angel of the Lord says to her in verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So that the Holy One, this is God Himself to be born, will be called the Son of God. This is going to be God Himself. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes to poor girls. Now think about it. We've been, we just did uh, we just did this graduation celebration for our young people do you know how old were mary and joseph they would have been probably both of them would have been 13 years old think about it the angel of the lord comes to this girl who's probably 13 maybe 14 years old and she's betrothed to another guy who's probably 13 probably 14 years old They're so innocent and says to this 13-year-old girl, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. That is what the Holy Spirit does. The movement of the Holy Spirit always happens among teenagers like that. Teenagers like Mary and like Joseph. And that's why I think we should give our young people more responsibilities in the church because God speaks to these young people and we better listen to what God is saying to our young people. Our kids are the people through whom the Holy Spirit can speak to us. Parents need to listen to our young people because they are pure and they can listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yes, to older people also, like Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, especially to young people, because young people are so pure in their minds. Notice, she's also scared. Zechariah was scared. She was scared as well. And the angel of the Lord said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary, I know, You have suffered too much but you have found favor with god the holy spirit will come upon you look at her response verse 38 i love this she says i am the lord's servant there's a very crucial principle that we can learn from this You know, slavery has been at the heart of a lot of awful stuff right through history. The Egyptians took the people of God as slaves. The same word is used here. The Babylonians took the people of God as slaves. The Assyrians took people of God as slaves. That's what the Romans were doing. But she turns that same word around and she says, I am the Lord's slave. There is freedom in turning to God and saying, Lord, I'm your slave. I'm your slave. Take me so that those ugly people don't take advantage of me and make me their slaves. I am the Lord's slave. And then she goes on into this beautiful, amazing poem. I want to end with these two poems. So pay careful attention, okay? The first one is a song that Mary sings. And I'm going to read this. It says here, she says, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Do you know that's what the Holy Spirit does? When the Holy Spirit comes and takes over people, their spirit, the same word, pneumatos. Rejoices in God, my savior, she says, for he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. The same word. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name, she goes on to say verse 49 of Luke chapter 1. Uh, His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. All the herods and all those Roman soldiers and every one he has brought down rulers from their thrones. But he has lifted up the unavim, the humble. The, the, the Greek, the, the Hebrew word actually means crushed. It means crushed. That's what racism does. That's what the virus of racism does, isn't it? It crushes rushes those people and Mary and Zachariah and Elizabeth and a whole bunch of thousands of people were crushed by these marauding armies. He has filled the hungry with good things, he goes on to say, but has sent the rich away empty. Why? Because they have gained their riches through corrupt and awful means. He has helped his servant. Again, that word. Pidos, dulos, Israel, remembering to be merciful. That's what Mary sings. That God, I can trust in you. And then there's another song that is sung by the same person with whom we started this sanction by the name of Zechariah. It says, the father of John, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit. You see that word again? Is filled by the Holy Spirit. And he prophesies. He says, praise be to the Lord the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. That is our hope. That is always the hope. He has raised up a horn of salvation, Yeshua, salvation for us in the house of his servant David. He has said through his holy prophets of long, salvation, Yeshua, Jesus, Soterion, comes. From from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors, to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear. Verse 75 of Luke chapter 1 then goes on to say, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And then he looks at his child whose name is the grace of god Yochanan. he says and you my child will be called a prophet of the most high for you will go on before the lord to prepare the way for him to give his people the knowledge of yeshua of jesus through the forgiveness of their sins Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness in the shadow of death. Do you hear that? We have the bad news of coronavirus crises and death and violence and destruction right in the midst of that. As it was then, so it is now to shine on those living in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Shalom. That's what I began this time with. The shalom for our young people. And my prayer is that just like the spirit of God moved in Luke chapter one through poor people like Elizabeth, And Zachariah, through girls like Mary and the other Mary and all the other Marys. Why were they all called Marys? Because they were living in the midst of racial viruses. There was a pandemic that was a bad pandemic. Instead of that, the Spirit of God rises up, and there is a pandemic of Parakletos, Hagios. Nematos. There was a pandemic of the Comforter and Reconciler, the Holy Spirit, and that is the message that we need to take into our society today. Are you ready for that? Redeem a life. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for us as we get ready for the next phase and the next phase, whatever it is. I'm going to pray that god will make us truly into a community that lets the holy spirit come and do amazing things in our midst to be a pandemic of the comforter and reconciler holy spirit pandemic of paracletos hagios pneumatos so oh lord We thank you. We thank you that at that time of great angst and misery and pain, the Holy Spirit descended and impregnated that 13 year old girl called Mary, through whom the whole world was transformed. That the Holy Spirit descended and did that amazing miracle in the life of Elizabeth. That the Holy Spirit descended and and filled John with amazing ways to prepare for the salvation of the Lord. So Lord, we pray that you would incarnate yourself through the Holy Spirit in Redeemer life. We want to be a congregation that's completely full of your Holy Spirit. We want to bring, right in the midst of this pandemic of the coronavirus crises, this pandemic of the racial crises. we want to bring the healing and comforting pandemic of the Holy Spirit. So take us over, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill us with your presence that we would transform by your grace and by your enabling the world around us in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen